0: Hey folks, before we begin, uh, a couple of quick things. Firstly, this podcast was a nightmare. After we recorded, it turns out that Bruce's audio didn't record properly and and all sorts of other things went wrong. It's been so long trying to fix it and get the edit right that a couple of the stories I've had to take out because they're now completely out of date. So I apologise now, Uh, I've done my very best with it uh, and I hope that somehow you can find a way to enjoy it. The other thing is, we are putting on a pub quiz. If you are in or around Aberdeen on the 15th, that's Sunday the 15th of December, please come along, Brewdog Castlegate downstairs, we've got the whole of downstairs, we're going to be doing some podcast recording, but the main thing is just a regular pub quiz. Tickets are free, you can get them via our social media channels. By the time you're listening to this, they will be available. Anyway, enough of my rubbish, here's a podcast for you.
1: Please note that this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash news
2: for a really cool way to help us.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 34 of the Brewdog News podcast. This has been recorded on the 21st of November 2019, where your source for all the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog... And craft beer. This show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper, and on the phone.
3: Uh, Hello, it's me, Bruce Cameron.
0: And since he complained about my rubbish introductions, here is one of the kindest, nicest, most clever, and simply wonderful people in the world. It is, of course, Andrew Watson.
4: It took 18 months for appreciation. Hello, everyone. Uh, Joe's here too.
0: Hello,
1: everyone.
0: Coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about the beers you'll probably be drinking this Christmas from BrewDog. Uh, BrewDog surprised us by opening a mini hotel. Uh, Officially, BrewDog is now on a new continent. Brisbane is open. Yes, we are now officially down under. The final BrewDog Airlines flight landed. We hear all about it. Oh, and guess who's on the show? No, it's not Wattie for a change. It's BrewDog Abbey. Well, that's a definite improvement. Standard disclaimer time, we're all shareholders in BrewDog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of BrewDog. That's a reminder to you, Emma Center. Right, without further ado, let's play
5: some feed music. We're definitely bigger than we used to be, but we're still inconsequentially tiny in the context of the global beer business. Why are you a punk? I'm what? A punk? I really like beer and I like to drink it a lot. We wear our heart on our sleeve and we do things in our own terms.
2: Am I right saying that Brewdog is trying to make crafted beer popular? Aye aye, Brewdog News Podcast
3: is for BFL Meldrum again. Have we start again?
0: And a huge shout out to our new Patreon supporters this week, uh, the last couple of weeks actually, but especially to Neil and Inis who remain our top tier supporters, thank you Innes, thank you Neil, and thank you to Danny there for recording our intro, thank you Danny. And I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Kevin aka Pupdog and Kelly who I met when they were over here on the flight, hello to you both, I promised I'd say hi and I really appreciate the fact that you shouted out to us as well, which is really kind. Um... Right, we've not got
4: Bruce, he's on
0: his way back, so I think we'll start with you, Andrew. How are you, sir?
4: Yeah, really well, thank you. I've uh, decided to take November off drinking, and three weeks in, I would recommend it to anyone, actually. Um, no particular reason, other than October was a bit uh, heavy with Collab Fest and a couple of events, December will be heavy, so I thought, oh, we'll take a break in November. And it's it's a bit revolutionary, might do this more often right so you want to come on a regular guest on
0: a podcast about <laughs> beer but you don't actually want to be drinking beer
4: well you can drink responsibly right. and look after yourself and i, I just said recommend it if, if you feel like you need a wee break just give it up for a few weeks and i didn't particularly have a problem before i just felt it might be a good thing to do so yeah drink responsibly and if, it, if you feel like stopping it's become socially acceptable not to drink now and that's okay
0: Well, speaking of uh, drinking irresponsibly, Joe, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm good. Actually, I've been taking (laughs) half the month off of drinking as well. What is going on here? Why? I'm not going to in December.
4: (laughs) All right, fair enough. I mean, mean, neither am I in December.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) December's totally different. But yeah, I've been doing a bit of a two weeks on, two weeks off thing.
0: Oh, very good, very healthy. I can confirm I've not, so... (laughs) Uh, we were supposed to be talking about the beers that BrewDog have released for Christmas at this point. That's Bruce's story, but he's not back yet, so let's skip on and we'll come back to it a bit later in the show. Uh, Joe, you've got this one then. This is BrewDog Kennels. Well, what I'm, on earth are BrewDog Kennels and I'm what we're I'm very excited
1: about? about this. So, BrewDog oh, yeah. Dog Kennels, yeah, because I'm a bit of a beer adventurer. I pop around all the different places that you can find interesting beers around the country. And now I can stay... In a brew dog in the brew dog kennels, which is a mini hotel. So these are going to be new city centre mini hotels with between two and six rooms, and they're going to be above a brew dog bar. The first one will be above Castlegate. I don't believe it's got a slide though, or a water slide. <laughs> I know Bruce had that great idea, but I don't think they've incorporated it. Um, they will be hopefully based in places where there are you can have beery adventures which makes me very excited and the next one will be brew dog short north in the u.s that'll be the start of 2020 and to follow will be paris manchester berlin and london so what to expect when you are there you're going to get a welcome of a half of craft beer when you check in to the brew dog beer so in the first one in brew dog castle gate you can order from the Castlegate food menu and have it delivered to your room. There's craft beer from Castlegate to your room in the Supervesh Crowler delivery. You get French press brew dog coffee. A record player, selection of vinyl and guitar in every room. I think that's yeah. quite exciting. It is. I love a bit of vinyl. It sounds great. Oh, I
0: thought you were going to say you love playing guitar. But no, no, I
1: know. I tried years ago and I never never got into it, but I do love a bit of vinyl. <laughs> the records. That play music before you start. Uh-huh. Um, that you can get take Brompton rental bikes to explore Aberdeen. There is a full Simba sleep experience, which includes the mattress, the duvets, and the pillows. So you'll get a lovely night's sleep, and all rooms are dog friendly. Oh, and don't forget legendary shower beer! Yay, how exciting um, is that? It is. It, it, I mean, I, I,
4: I'm not. Andrew before I give my thoughts what do you think to this (laughs) the Aberdeen one's absolutely fine Bruce stayed there before the AGM last year before it was transferred into a brew dog thing it's a good location as with a lot of these brew dog accommodation plans a large part of it will probably be about the number of staff visiting Um, so you know we might talk about the new head of digital, for example, who did a takeover in the forum this week. He lives down in the south coast of England. When he goes to Aberdeen, he needs somewhere to stay, as does everyone else who works in London. So I think the concept is brilliant. I think they're starting really small in Aberdeen, and fair enough, see how it goes. And then maybe there'll be a hotel in Ellen as well eventually, with tons of learnings for this. And if in the time when it's not filled, maybe over the weekend, if EFPs can use it, even better.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm slightly less enthusiastic about it and I don't, you know, I, I often get accused of being a massive BrewDog fan, but um, a, a hotel room's a hotel room for me. I tend to think of hotel rooms as somewhere just to get a night's kip before you're going off and doing something. Yeah. And be- because, well, because this is in Aberdeen, maybe I'm like, oh, I, I, you know... I. I I have no mega inclination to stay there. If this was somewhere else like down in London or Manchester or something like that, I'd be a no brain and perhaps I would you know just feel a bit more like wowed about it. but it's good to see you, Joe feeling like this is really cool.
1: Yeah, I think it's good. I'm particularly excited about when they open the one in Manchester because we go to Manchester quite regularly. Yeah, so I think would when it's open, I think we would definitely be booking a stay there. Um Aberdeen would be great, obviously because I'm so far away from all of you. It'd be lovely to come up and try that. I think it's really good, and I don't know whether at any point I would manage to get over to the US to go do the dog house, but this gives you a little bit of that experience over here. Yeah. So I think that's. I think it's great. I'm excited.
0: And I, I am too. Um, I've, I'm hopefully getting a recording with uh, someone who stayed there on the uh, EFB launch. Now I haven't been able to set it up yet, so we may or may not get that in the next episode. But we'll certainly hear about it anyway if nothing else Uh, one thing i did want to know um it's about i was checking just randomly picking dates and it's actually it's about twice as expensive as any sort of comparable hotel in aberdeen at the moment it's one one three five a night which is steep that's Um, all right well it depends how you
4: compare it because i mean that's what you'd expect to pay say in the the double tree down towards the beach ballroom or um like the hilton the exhibition center is way above that so if you're getting like that amazing bed as they say and there's various different perks i think out of season about 120 quid would be about par so maybe it's just a wee bit higher yeah. because of demand at the moment
1: it's a it's about the experience as well yeah not just like you know if you just want a hotel room you're not going to stay there but for the brew dog experience where you share beers and your vinyl and your guitar then that's what you're really paying for
0: would you play the guitar in the shower?
1: I mean, maybe not.
4: I mean, what what a stupid <laughs> oh, yeah, question? You'd, you'd electrocute yourself. Anyway, you know, as a shareholder, I think it's really positive they've started I small it was in a, Aberdeen. An Be- acoustic
1: guitar.
4: Well, anyway, <laughs> you know, it's, it's good they've started small in Aberdeen because if they do want to do the Ellen Hotel and all these other ones, at least it's something they can test local to most of the staff. Get it right, get it wrong, and you mentioned pricing. You know, if if it turns out that the optimum pricing for a place like this is a bit cheaper than what Brewdog are actually able to provide it for then they say fine we won't do it or we're happy losing a wee bit because it's still cheaper than paying full whack for hotels when people come to visit so I see no real way of losing here if nothing else because something will be learned because it's quite small scale
0: yeah yeah fair point um Mm. Yeah, I know they were testing it with some staff and things as well, and of course, you know, there's plenty of staff who stay in Aberdeen or only up for like a week and things like that. So yeah, it's it, it's a it's a really good idea. Uh, I'm I'm keen to try it out probably when I when the Manchester one opens or something like that, or maybe Dublin, which would be cool.
1: Oh, that'd be really cool,
0: wouldn't it? Especially if they told yeah. us when Dublin's actually opening, which would be <laughs> nice. Which no doubt, once we finish recording this podcast, they will, will be announced anyway. <laughs> Um, right, hold on. Here he is, Bruce.
3: Hello, how Bruce. Yes, Bruce. Bruce, where have you been? Well, I am. I was supposed to be here. However, I've ended up at the school um, parents' night because I completely forgot about it. So I've been there for most of the night.
1: So, how did it go with the kids?
3: Yeah, went went all right. Actually, apparently they're they're far much more brighter than I am. So, are they related to you then? Uh. It turns out, yes, they um, they're related to me. <laughs> but I'm not sure if they're related to Lindsay Ooft ooft okay. Alright, okay. uh, so Bruce, tell us about these t-shirts. Um yes, these um brand new t shirts are being released, The Brewdog Bar T shirts. Now what they are doing is they are releasing a t-shirt for every single bar in the world. So that's nearly a hundred bars and tap rooms around the world will have their own individual t-shirt. Ooh. So you can have a t-shirt. Now the design of the t-shirt is based on the stamps. So if you know what your stamp looks like, that is what you're kind of getting on the front of your T-shirt. Um, I suspect that some people will be trying to collect them all. I would have thought. Oofed. Um, if you want to collect them all, I suppose that's a good two and a half grand you can spend on T-shirts. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're in kind of a nice kind of colour. Looks seem like a decent quality. Um, nice dark grey. And with the the badge... Plopped right in front. Nice. With these t-shirts, if you wear your t-shirt into a Brewdog bar, on the first Sunday of each month, you get 20% off your food as a thank you for displaying your loyalty for everyone to see. Ah,
0: now, the question that always gets asked on the forum is that, does that stack with Equity Punk's discount? There's an asterisk. <laughs> Let's have a look. 20% discount food is available on the first Sunday of every month and does not stack with any other discounts. T-shirt must match the bar. So, as they're saying, you can't wear a it's T-shirt in seven dials. All right, okay, no, fair enough. I, I like the idea of uh, this. I
3: think it's quite <coughs> cool, uh, although I won't wear one. Have you got one of your size? <sighs> How Each much are they? £25.
4: Oofed. Oofed. Um, How much? Yes. £25. <laughs> for for a t-shirt. I mean I know small batch t-shirt printing's not cheap but crikey.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, Joe, so which bar would you choose? Then, Ooh. If you had to I pick think, one. I oh, think
1: I think it would be a, a I'd be torn between Clerkenwell and, and Tower Hill, I think. Oof. They're two of my favorites. I think Cla- I think Clerkenwell would would pinch it.
0: Well, I was going to say I bet Andrew would choose
4: Clerkenwell. Yeah. Clerkenwell,
1: yeah. we We got big love for for Clerkenwell around here.
4: Look what just appeared on the podcast Instagram. Oh. Joe, you're number one on podcast Instagram today. It's like the bottom. It's like a little bit of Joe.
1: <laughs> little bit of me. Oh, Wonder Beyond just come up on my Instagram with a raspberry imperial stout. That sounds nice. Oh, it's a bourbon barrel aged. Sorry. Concentrate.
0: <laughs> right, Andrew, you've got this one. New continent, new adventures. Go for it. Struth. Bruce. Oh, oh, really? You've done that. <laughs> oh no! You? Amazing. Oh, Are going to throw another shrimp on the Barbie as part <laughs> well, of this. I was going <laughs> to say
4: if, this. This is Bruce's opportunity to say something like, "Is the beer falling out your glass because it's down under?" No, nope. nope, Not down. getting involved. Uh, anyway, Brewdog nope. Brisbane is opening. Really? Oh no. Surely. Literally as we speak, so the EFP preview night was on the 20th of November and the official opening is on the 21st. This is not just a bar. This is Dog Tap in Brisbane. It's the brand new brewery and distribution center with taproom on the Brisbane River in Queensland, Australia. Calvin's been down there. Many people know him from Brewdog over many years. He's now operations manager down there and is doing a great job. Uh, Ned's been down doing all the bar training. It's a, a big deal for Brewdog. Now, Dog Tap can be found on the Brisbane River at 77 Metroplex Avenue. On Google Maps, it's a big dirt patch because it hadn't been built yet but basically it's below the gateway bridge on the way in from the airport into central brisbane about 20 25 minutes if you use a taxi from the city center about 10 minutes if you're from the airport so it seems in a great location i did hear chat that there would be river buses from the city center because uh, it is on the river so watch this space can't wait to see some pictures and some river news buses? from buses that's cool yeah mm.
0: nice Yeah, very good. Um, I'm really hoping someone will give us a call, let us know how it was. I do remember someone messaged, I think they were a member of staff. Uh, Definitely take them up on that offer and if there's anybody else who wants to give us a shout, let us know how that bar is. Um, Fantastic. Um, Really looking forward to that. Hope to visit one day.
1: I wonder if they'll do a 3D Brisbane.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. Yes, good they they have with with other places.
1: Berlin, that'd be really good.
0: Right, next up, you are going to hear my interview with Doug Johnson. Uh, Doug's been on this podcast many times before. Douginapub.com is his podcast. Here's my chat with him. Uh, He was over uh, from America on the airline's flight. Very interesting, all the things they got up to. It was really nice to meet him in person. Uh, It's a cut-down version of the interview. You can catch the full one on his podcast, which is Doug in a Pub. Search for Doug in a Pub, but you'll find the full version of this interview. Anyway, I'll shut up. Here it is. Okay, in a unusual crossover, it is Doug in a pub meets the brew dog News podcast. Uh, Doug, you are here with me in person. I am, and it's strange and magical. How how's how's this trip going? In fact, we should probably tell the listeners why you're now sat in dog tap at the brewery with me right now. How has this come about? How are you here? Um, I heard you're going to be here, so I uh, chartered a flight. <crazy>?
6: Uh, no, I came over on the Brewdog flight. So uh, I don't know if, I guess it's the second flight, but there are two second flights. Um, because I met a whole bunch of the people on the first flight when they came over and became friends with them. And as soon as the flight from the US to the UK came out, um, I booked the flight. I was one of those guys on the internet going refresh, refresh, refresh. Um, so yeah, I bought the ticket and we got into town on Friday morning at 9 a.m. And, uh, Stayed up for thirty-nine hours straight. I <laughs> went to bed in Edinburgh on Friday night, and uh, now it's Sunday <laughs> evening. And uh, yeah, we're at the Dog Tap. We're at the the big place. So,
0: so it's the conversations so that you've been having with folks. Has it just been all brew dog. Or has it just? Has it been about everything else? Uh, a lot has been about brew dog, uh,
6: without a doubt.
0: Um, but it's been about beer in general.
6: We were talking about this earlier when we were up at. Um, I, it's, <laughs> the word doesn't spell like you, not. you'll notice. I'm not helping you. I know. I, thanks. <laughs> Just hanging out here to dry, Rob. Inveruri. <laughs> Thank you, Inveruri. Um, we were talking about how much travel Brewdog has inspired in Equity Punks. Um, you know, the beer visa is so it's great for so many ways because without it, without our Brewdog, I. I would have been in you know, the UK once. Now I've been here three times. Um, you know, it's like, okay, how do I get to this city? and How do I get to that city? And you know, what friends do I have there? And you know, it's all about. Um, like I've said it over and over again. It's all about the community. Um, the beer is awesome, but the community that's that's developed and the friends I have made through BrewDog, I, yeah, i never would have met these people ever in
0: a million years, and they're they're family now. Yeah, we've we've said this you know a hundred times on this podcast, yeah. but BrewDog. It isn't just about the beer. It is about the community as well. And it sounds cheesy, and James will say that as part of a sort of marketing line. Yeah, We built up this amazing community around the world. But it's absolutely true, and it's the thing that I think that a lot of people forget, and I think sometimes it kind of hurts when people are slagging off BrewDog and going, taking cheap shots, because you're like, well, that's a thing that we've all bonded over. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah,
6: exactly. It's, uh, you know, and it's not for everybody. Um, you know, some people are... Think that Brewdog, you know, they call themselves craft, but when you look at the size of Brewdog, they're enormous um, compared to a lot of other breweries. But are they still craft? Yeah, you know, I mean, they're still making beer pretty much the same way. They're just making significantly more than
0: they used to. Um, okay, let's relocate to Overworks and then you can tell us a bit more about what you've actually been up to. Okay. <laughs> all right, Doug, you're going to continue to tell us all about how the trip's going so far, but. We've just come over to Overworks, and a pretty damn cool thing just happened when you walked <laughs> in the door. Tell the listeners what just happened when you were up at the bar. So two cool things happened. First, I got my home dog badge, and second, I got my Flying
6: Scotsman. So I'm pretty happy about that. That's uh, you know, at a place like the Overworks, I'm a big sour fa- beer fan, and uh, to be here with friends and
0: uh, to get that badge and share that moment with these fine folks is yeah, it's pretty awesome. Brilliant. When you've pictured these places in your head. And when you've, uh, you've imagined what this whole experience was going to be like, has it met those expectations? Has it had the same feel?
6: Well, I didn't know what the smaller bars would look like. I kind of knew what this would look like with the you know, Overworks and Do- Dock tap I didn't know. I knew from the outside because I've seen enough pictures. But, um, yeah, they're great. I mean, they're just, I think Peterhead is a great bar. I just really like the feel of that one. Um, I don't know. It was just, I don't know why that one felt different, but it did. Um, had a really nice conversation with the bartender Hannah and uh she lives next to James's dad. All right. So yeah. we tried to get some dirt. We had no luck at all. <laughs> I
0: think I think she's been briefed. <laughs> <laughs> What's next today? I mean you've you've still got another tour to do here and then tomorrow's whiskey stuff.
6: Yeah, I haven't done the tour here yet, and that's gonna be in about half an hour and then um we head back down to Aberdeen, and I'm gonna to head to Castlegate because they have Radio Zombie on tap, which makes Doug happy. And then uh, tomorrow we do is Distillery Day. We're doing Glenfiddich, Glenlivet. Uh, spend some time in the town of Aberlore. and then we're gonna to go to the Speyside Cooperage. And then we get back to Aberdeen around 6 p.m. And then it's probably gonna be a night of drinking. Maybe, maybe not. It's hard to say on a brewery tour, but you know. <laughs>
0: right on the line now um, part two of our little chat with Doug uh, about airlines um Doug you are obviously back home in the good old US of a a safe journey I presume since we last spoke
6: uh yeah the the plane fight was f- the plane fight the plane f- <laughs> <woo>! <laughs> uh yeah the the plane flight was fine it was funny when we were coming into Columbus um all of a sudden we're like circling in Columbus we're like why are we circling the airport? Uh, apparently, some animal got loose on the runway. Oh no! Um, don't know what kind of animal it was. We heard it was a haggis. <laughs> that a haggis got loose done. and what uh, you've done. got loose, and we couldn't land until they cleared the animal
0: from the runway. So, last time we spoke, we were in Overworks. It was Sunday afternoon. Yep. And uh, you hadn't quite started your tour yet of the brewery, so I think that's a great place to pick up. I'd love to hear what you thought of it, whether it matched up to what you'd sort of got in your head and how it compares to other brewery tours that you've done back in the good old USA.
6: It was really cool to see the brewery where, uh, you know, BrewDog, I guess that's BrewDog's home base. That's the HQ, or HQ, um, as as people say. But, yeah, it was really cool to see, uh, meet some of the staff, and just, yeah, see where the, the magic happens and just how big it is. Man, it's a huge facility up there. And then uh, Ian, the warehouse manager, I was in... I was dressed the way I normally do in a kilt and a fez, and Ian, the rails manager, grabbed me and said, "Oh, anybody who comes in costume gets free beer." So, Amazing. Although he did give me a tall can of indie, and I wasn't sure if I should be happy or <laughs> sad about that, but <laughs> but no, a great tour. And then, um, so we did the brewery, and then we went over to the the distillery, um, which same building. But uh, man, that still is huge. Just enormous tower still. Yeah. Um, And just talk to them how they distill. And that was a little different from, I've been on distillery tours too, and not as many as breweries, but just the approach and the way that BrewDog seems to be doing it. um, They went all in from the get-go. They didn't go, well, let's start with a small still and see if it works. They just like, you know what? Let's buy this giant tower still. That's going to get us really good distill it from the get-go and then go from there and that's exactly what they did and um, they're still you know in the lemon vodka they are peeling every lemon by hand um, which astounded me you know they recruit tons of people and they just peel lot, lots and lots and lots and lots of lemons um, but even with the size that still distillery, they're still taking that very craft approach which is you know, it goes along with that. Is Brudarg still a craft because of its, you know, huge size? And yeah. Absolutely, because they're still taking that hands-on approach and very much a a small... They do it the way a small brewery or a distillery would. They've just scaled the crap out of it, and it's huge now. Yeah. Um, they're supposed to be adding another still, I think, in January. They're expanding the still there, and then they talked about possibly getting the distillery its own building and facility up there, which... Tasting the the rum and the Lone Wolf gin, if that's going to be the quality of their spirits, yeah, they absolutely need to expand.
0: One thing, one thing I've not sort of uh, followed up on really is whether people think their spirits are actually any good or not. I mean, the market's obviously saying yes, they are because they're selling, they're expanding, they're doing well. Yeah. I've never read any sort of, you know, the equivalent of like the beer snobs, but for the gins and vodkas and things and heard what they've said. So I really should do that. That's a gap in my knowledge for sure. Yeah. And
6: I'm going to do the same because, yeah, like I said, I had that lone wolf gin that they they gave us on the tour. And I'm not a big gin fan. Um, the missus is. But most of the gins I've had, you know, it's like licking a pine tree. It's really piney. And um, there's just I just don't like that taste. But this Lone Wolf gin has so many botanicals in it that that pine was toned way down. And just all the other botanicals they put in the gin just popped and came forward. And I was like, I told the guy after the tour, I said, I don't like gin. I'm going to drink this on the rocks. Yeah. And that's how good it was. It was just amazing. Yeah, so I um, went to the Overworks. They have a, a Krampus Overworks that is a Christmas release that was really hard not to steal off the shelf. But I didn't. Very proud of myself because um, it wasn't officially released yet. Um, then we went back to the dog tap for a while and hung out, and then we took our buses back to the city. We went to the – Castle Gate was having a beer share, Blue uh, yep. Dog Airlines beer share, and, you know, you were there, and that was um,
0: – Yeah, we just missed each other by a few minutes, so, yeah. Yeah,
6: that was crazy. It ran until, I think, t- quarter after 12. Um, The next day was the distillery tours, took the bus up to – uh, Glenn Fittick, uh, Glenn
0: Livett, Avillaur, uh, I believe is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, and for those for those who don't know, um, roughly how long is it from Aberdeen to get to those distilleries?
6: It was. I think it was about an hour and a half on the bus up up to get up there, um, and then I had some locally caught smoked salmon for lunch at the Mash and it was honestly the best smoked fish I've ever had in my entire life. Um, so I was very happy about that. And then he went to the spacehead Cooperage, which was very, very interesting. Um, Most of the guys there, they work on piece part. So for every barrel they finish, they get paid. So if they do two in a day, they get paid for two. If they do 15, they get paid for 15. He wouldn't tell us how much, but he did say they are extremely well paid, (laughs) which I thought was very interesting to hear. Um, But man, truly hard, hard labor is what those guys are doing when they're rebuilding those barrels. So yeah, I got back to town after the uh, distillery tours and met some friends at the bars, went to um, Castlegate and went to Fierce again because Fierce makes some really good beers. And uh, yeah, they just just hung out with friends and drank beer and told stories and just shared. It was just awesome.
0: It's all gone so smoothly. It's brilliant.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Abby on in the UK and Jenny in the States, uh, the amount of work they did and the way they pulled it off. Um, they should both get raises or like a week's paid vacation someplace. Um, just something extra because Herculean effort to herd 250 beer geeks <laughs> and keep them where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be
0: and all that stuff. Yeah. Just Herculean effort. So you've had a, you've had a couple of days to reflect now. So yep, th- did it live up to the trip of the lifetime moniker that they sold it on? Uh, for me, absolutely um the only thing that would
6: have made it better was was having my wife with me had Brett been with me it would have made it that that little bit better because it was then it's a shared experience with her uh it sounds all corny and and stuff but yeah it's just there was not a moment on that trip where I felt out of place or uncomfortable or unwelcome brilliant Um, yeah absolutely
0: um well I uh can't believe uh, how much time you've given us. It was an absolute pleasure to meet you. You were—I uh, knew already before I'd even met you that we'd get on, and we <laughs> yep. did. We drank a lot of beer in quite a short space of time. We did here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Doug very firmly was in the pub I was in, um, and please do check out Doug's podcast as well. Or if you're listening to this on Doug's podcast and you're interested in brew dog, check out my podcast, which is Brewdog News Podcast. Um, Doug, thank you so much again for taking the time. Absolute pleasure to meet you. And thank you for taking the time to chat to us. And don't forget, everybody, to check out Doug's podcast, which is, Doug? Doug in a pub at Douginapub.com. Pretty easy (laughs) to remember. Thanks again, Doug. Thank you. And thank you again, Doug, uh, Bruce. Uh, Next episode, we are going to be talking about the Brew Dog Bond. But in the meantime, I believe you have a related teaser question to take us up to the break.
3: I do indeed. What is it? When was the first Brewdog Bond? Thank you very much. Uh, Right, here's some audio
0: for the break.
5: Beer like it was. Beer like it should be. Beer like it will be. Welcome to Planet Brewdog. In 2007, Brewdog came howling into the world. Over the last 10 years, we've taken that business that we started in a garage global. In 2013, we built this outstanding craft brewery in Ellen, Scotland. We've also got a fantastic facility in Columbus, Ohio. And this year, 2019, we're going to open a new one in Brisbane, Australia. We also own and operate over 80 amazing craft beer bars, allowing more and more people to try amazing world-class craft beer. Oh, and in 2018, we also opened the planet's first ever beer hotel in Columbus, Ohio. We are an alternate small business Part owned by a hundred thousand people who love good beer as much as we do. Our equity punk community are at the heart and soul of everything we do. We wear our heart on our sleeve and we do things in our own terms and we do some crazy fish. Helping us turn an entire industry on its head. Being a great employer is core to everything we believe in. We share our profits with all of our team. We're a living wage employer, and we even give team members a week off work when they get a new dog. We call it Paternity Leave. It's a clever name. Thanks. Fueled by our passion for beer, our dose has broken all types of records. We're the number one craft brewer in Europe. And we won't stop until we're the number one globally. Our simple mission is to make other people as passionate about great craft beer as we are. And in terms of that objective, we are just getting started.
3: So just before the break, I asked the question, when was the first Brewdog bond?
0: Joe, any ideas? Uh, No.
1: 2014?
3: Close. Andrew, you'll know if you invested in it then. Uh, 15. It was a four-year term. The answer is actually 2015. Well done, Andrew.
1: One year out.
3: Okay, we're keen to hear from you here on the Breed Dog News podcast. So please feel free to
0: feel free to call us on a one two two four five one eight five zero one and leave us a message. Uh, just a mess, one message this month. It is not from watty he is not on the show this month. It is from friend of the show Dan. Hello, podcast people! Great job you're doing. um Loving it every episode. Just wondering. Quick question for you: Where does the grand old Duke of York keep? all of his men that is all oh it's dan by the way bye ah right now hold on several things firstly you were up with dan weren't you andrew right secondly that message was done long before the actual duke of york went on tv and did all that thing that's been all over the news for days (laughs) (laughs) so taking it in the right context why did
4: why was he with you and why did he leave a message asking about the grand old Duke of York? Yeah, This has taken a, a very unfortunate and unanticipated turn <laughs> towards the dark given what the actual Duke of York's done recently or allegedly for the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> um, where does it start? So dear. about four or five years ago there was a, a quite an active EFP and EFP4 called Cameron and he created, uh, I recognize that name. Yeah, and he, he created a little WhatsApp group back then of people on the forum that he'd been chatting to generally. And with his job, he was traveling around a lot. So it was almost like he had a port in whatever the saying is. So there's a couple of guys in Edinburgh, a couple in York where he lives, a couple in London, and this friend of the show, Dave Lee, who travels a lot for work anyway. So it got to a stage where, you know, there was a, a few of us from that group would meet wherever whenever we're in the same town so um fast forward a few years cam has worked for and then left Brewdog, um and he's created this group of guys who are you know pretty good friends you cam's a a good friend of mine dave talked to a lot as well there's some people that are really fond of each other so cam decided we would do the bottle share to end all bottle shares and it was a dog vertical so we met in the middle which was york um, I just made it after watching the World Cup final in London at what, uh, whatever that was, nine a.m. Made it to York for a half one, two o'clock start, and we tried all the dogs in order. You can see all the footage of that on the What Are You Drinking thread on the Brewdog Equity Punk forum or on My Untapped. Um, and then we went and explored York some more. So that voicemail came from the Fosgate Tap. We'd be just been to Brew York's taproom. And the Fosgate Tap is a lovely, lovely pub, which kind of doubles as Turning Point's taproom. And Turning Point brewed with one of the Yorkshire bars for Collab Fest. Um, some really, really good beers in there. Um, as for what was the voicemail all about uh, you'll have to ask Dan Ackrod about that but uh, it was a a wonderful day out with some really good people York is well worth a visit for beer so from there we went on to both houses of trembling madness which were fantastic and uh, a good time was had by all um three weeks on I've not had a drink since
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was a
1: good adventure then
0: (laughs) Now, Joe, I will tell you this, he was messaging me uh, yeah. on his way up there,
1: furious
0: about the <laughs> state of the train, mm. because he's like, train to the worst thing ever, the late is completely packed, I've not even got a seat, I'm so angry.
4: Yeah, so, that was a train that went non from London to York, two hours, I gave up my seat to this poor woman that's carrying a child and didn't have a reserve seat, and... I then stood all the way and I wasn't very happy about it. And I know, Rob, that you find trains alluring, so I thought I'd complain at you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for putting
0: me in my place. Okay, well, there we go. Um... (laughs) Right, uh, Andrew. Thank you for that. Uh, fifteen stories, fifteen minutes. Let's start with a correction on birthday beers from you, Bruce. Yes.
3: So we had a a, a query a, a, looking for some clarification on um, what we spoke about last last episode. With the regards, word is complaint, Bruce. You no, know, with regards to the birthday beers. Yeah. See you, complainers. Honestly. Right. So nothing's really changing. Okay. Now, what you're going to happen is what's going to happen is. Seven days before your birthday, you'll get an email with a code in it. And that code will give you an additional 5% off your order online. Online. Not online, in the bar. Not online. in the bar. Online. You'll get that code. And the, once you get the code, it's valid for four weeks from the date of the email. Okay? That's your birthday beer. You get an extra 5% off your order. Any order, any size, online. Online. In the bar, however, you can get a drink of any Brewdog beer three days before or three days after your birthday. You don't need the voucher for that, do you? You don't need the voucher for that, right? You just rock up, sing yeah. a "Happy Birthday" yourself. Even go in with a big badge that's got "Happy Birthday Me" on it. Okay, and you'll get your you'll get your drink. Ah, uh. it used to be. It used to be. What was it before? Was it just a punk you used to get before? I think, yeah, back in the day, the birthday beers in the bars used to be something like
0: you'd get uh, on your birthday day, you could get a free punk. I think now it's plus minus three days on your birthday. Yep. Uh, As long as you're an EFP, you could prove it, you could have any drink of Brewdog beer off the board. That's um, right. So you can go for something a bit crazy if you really wanted to.
3: And online, you get Mm -hmm. an additional 5% off your order.
0: Yeah. Which is pretty decent, because if you're the kind of person who places orders on the BrewDog website, you're generally spending sort of at least 30, 40 quid, I reckon. So
3: hopefully that will clarify any of you complainers out there. Oh, they'll stop complaining. (laughs) Right, thank you, buddy.
0: Uh, Right, I've got the next one. EFP3 has officially launched in the U.S. of A. Uh, not going to go into too much detail on this one because uh, we did a whole thing of it in the last episode. But it finally launched. You can now buy your shares. Uh, it's got off to a, a reasonable start. I think it was sitting at getting on for 200000 when I last checked. And that's just after a few days. Uh, I know a friend of the show, Doug, who you'll be hearing from later. Uh, he uh, was very keen to invest. Uh, and I don't think I will get shares in this one. I got the um, EFP1 in America because I just wanted to make sure I got a couple of shares just in case there was anything going on in America that would be really cool that I wanted to go to and make sure I was an EFP. Um, but, yeah, it looks really cool. Um, yeah, go check out our last episode if you want to hear all about it, and a massive shout-out to Alice and Jenny and the entire team that have put this together because I know it was a sack-ton of work for them.
4: And just remember, if you want an invitation to the USAGM, you need to have a share. So if there's a chance you might go, just one will get you there once you buy your flight and nice. accommodation and stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> thanks joe secret santa this isn't a podcast secret santa because with there only being like four of us it's pretty (laughs) obvious who was getting for who but there is a secret santa probably too late i've given you this story tell us all about it
1: so there is an equity punks secret santa on the forum it's limited to two thousand signups i signed up about an hour ago and there were still places where there will be when this comes out who knows um you are allocated a fellow punk And they will send you a gift. There's four gifts available to choose from. Uh, A BrewDog poster book, £10 to go to the BrewDog Foundation, £10 of Brew Bucks, or a Headliner Heroes six-pack. So you, once you've signed up, choose the prize, the, the Secret Santa, and then that gets allocated to someone, and then you get a prize in return. It's all a bit exciting. I don't think you know who the person is, though, so... No, that was the only thing
0: I thought was a bit weird
1: about yeah. it. It's like
0: a cool thing. So it's completely free. You're giving stuff away. As BreeDog are giving stuff away, it's obviously a promotion. Works well for them because it yeah. gets more people signed up, gets people to want to buy shares and all that. Stuff. But it was still a cool thing. But if you don't know who your secret Santa is...
1: How do you choose the right prize yeah. or the right present for them? I keep saying prize, I mean present.
0: Yeah, but yeah, you're right.
1: Just yeah, got to pick but, something random. Everyone's just going to pick what they want. yeah, And then gift it to somebody else.
0: There is um, there is another Secret centre on the go, which is organised just by EFPs, uh, yes. which is a more of a beer share type Secret Santa. If you're interested in that, go on the forum, search for Secret Santa, you'll find there's a couple of threads, easily pick up on that
4: one, so yeah.
1: We don't need to do Secret Santa, I'm just going to bring you my homebrew. Oh,
4: no. <laughs> you're going to love it. What do you mean you're going to oh, love no. it? Oh no, don't be rude. The basil
0: right, Saison. Right, he keeps saying
1: this to me. My oh, like, orange and basil Saison, It's going to be lovely, and you're going to regret saying, "Oh no!" Every time I mention it.
0: Right, is there a chance I'm going to see you soon, Joe? Before there the might AG? be. There really? might be. Is there something that we're maybe working on that we're going maybe to announce very, very shortly? <laughs> cool. Anyway. Uh, right, Bruce. Bruce, hit us <laughs> up. Canned cocktails. What is this all about? Huh. Brilliant! I love the level of research you've done for this show. I know you were at a parent teacher meeting, but geez, yes, Yes, anyway, are are they? I'll fill in Uh, on. They're out in the wild. You will find cans pre cans of cocktails from uh, from Lone Wolf with Lone Wolf vodka and things like that in
3: them. Keep an eye out for them. Fairly limited edition, I believe. Basically, it's the sort of stuff that you would you take on a train if you're going to a train journey for a, a night out. If you're a girl. (gasps) (laughs) <gasps> <laughs>
0: so joe andrew will you be trying or have you tried the brew dog distilling co canned cocktails
4: no uh,
1: no maybe probably not
0: fair enough we're running out of time on this one so bruce you've got the
3: next one what is this 500 cuts from special offer Basically, what they're doing is they are—it's an EFB in bar exclusive, only only available in bars. They are giving you the chance to pick up two bottles of two hundred ml five hundred cuts rum for ten pounds. I think it's UK bars only. Sorry, international. Oh, it, people. No, that's all right. Yeah. So they yeah. go ten pounds um, for two bottles, which works out—it's what is it thirty-five ml a nip. So therefore, I a triple, three triples for a tenner. It's, it's alright.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, so that's one to drink on the train and one to take home to drink at home. Excellent. <laughs> uh, I'll pick one up and I shall report back. Uh, Randrew, Brewgooder 500. Our friends at Brewgooder, we haven't mentioned them for a while. Um, tell us what they're
4: up to. Yeah, so Brewgooder, as everyone should know by now, is the uh, lager that is brewed in Ellen, contract brewed by Brewdog, and it's a clean water lager. So uh, the proceeds of every drop goes towards funding clean water projects uh, the world over, particularly in the developing world. They are launching their new campaign where they want to work with 500 brewers over the World Water Day weekend, which is the 20th to the 22nd of March 2020. They want to raise £500 or more for each uh, project they have, so those 500 Breweries they hope to find should help to uh, empower the lives of over 100,000 people. So far, some really good breweries signed up. 71, Admanson, Brewdog involved, Beavertown. Town. Ooh. Uh, there's tons of other breweries, including Guys. so it's going USA style as well. Um, you can find information on their website and find out where you can get it. And keep an eye out over the weekend of the 20th of March.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Very succinct. Uh, I shall bash you my one quite quickly. This is uh, if you are visiting Scotland and you are planning on doing some brewery visits some bar visits and maybe heading out to see some distilleries. Something I stumbled across that you might be interested in, uh, ScotRail, who uh, run all the trains around Scotland, they have a four day unlimited uh, travel Um, For £149, um, it's actually four days over eight consecutive days, so you don't even have to use it every day. It includes all the trains in Scotland, and that includes any other operators, because confusingly, if you're um, not from the UK, you will find that there's several different train operating companies work on the same lines here um it is it includes quite a lot of coaches it includes your ferry travel between certain islands as well you don't need to book uh, there is discounts if you're a rail card user hop on hop off brilliant so it's a really nice thing to do if you are up here and looking for a way to get around without having to hire a car and want to drink lots of alcohol unlike joe and uh, <laughs> andrew who are not drinking much alcohol at the moment yeah there we go uh joe I've written here, Michael Sleepout, but that's not mm. really very fair. What is the world's biggest sleepout?
1: Right, so Dog Michael, in about three weeks' time, is going to take part in uh, a sleepout outside. So this is for the world's biggest sleepout trust, and it is to raise money and awareness of homelessness. So you sleep out. Also, the charity that I work for does this. We you sleep out as if like under cardboard as if you were homeless to make you understand what those people are going through and while you're doing it you raise money that goes towards the charity to support those people that need that little bit of help. Um, there is a link on the forum for Michael's Just Giving page. He's currently at 140 pounds, but his target is 500. So let's all go on there and support him chip some money in try see if we can get him to his 500 pound target
0: yeah that is uh I, I i'm very ashamed to say this but I, that is something that would put the fear of god into me is sleeping outside in the cold um so very very well done to him for already for even considering doing yeah. that so it'll be interesting love to catch up with him afterwards and see how it went and what he learned that'll be really fascinating Uh, Joe, you've got the next one. It is our friends at Northern Monk, the brewery in Manchester. Go for it.
1: Northern Monk have launched a bottle of beer for £1,000 and it's only £330ml. £1,000? £1,000 for a £330ml bottle of beer. However, it was brewed at the summit of Ben Nevis, making it the highest altitude brew in British history, according to the Yorkshire Post. It is an 11% barrel-aged imperial stout made from ingredients foraged from the mountain that includes bale berries and the famous Dew of Ben Nevis water. I've never heard of it, but apparently it's really famous. Uh, The brew then spent two months in whiskey barrels that were donated by the Ben Nevis whiskey distillery in Fort William. Uh, There are only 50 bottles. And proceeds will go to the to Northern Monks Fund, the North Foundation, which dedicates all of its funds to projects that are designed to benefit the North, its people, and its communities. Who's buying me a bottle for Christmas?
4: <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Brewdog News Podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Silence. <laughs>
4: yeah. Um, Can Bruce, I just go for it? before you do that you said for, they're Manchester for, yeah. based they're from Leeds but they have a bar in Manchester there's Leeds. <laughs> oh,
0: of course
4: yeah <laughs> Andrew do you care about Susan Boyle in Edinburgh Airport it's something about which I dreamed a dream in times gone by
0: oh, oh nice oh, very nice I'm
4: surprised well, well. there was a song by Susan Boyle
3: Susan Boyle in an airport in an uh-huh. airport in an airport bar oh in an airport that... brewdog bar oh well there's only one so that must be Edinburgh Ah, nice.
0: Yes. I did see this picture going round online. Well, very good. Uh, this, there's also
3: another celebrity, wasn't there, Bruce? Go for yes. it. Dog tap. Up in Ellen, we had the visit from Scotland's First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon.
6: Ooh.
3: Yes. She even poured a pint, or tried to pour a pint, I think. And um, I think they—I don't know what they were doing there. Obviously, launching something. So, uh, and I
0: think it was the uh, yeah they were up in campaigning in, in Ellen Allen. and based on yep. there, I think they actually started it all off at uh, at the brewery, which start off hammered. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, we're not bound by any of the rules that mean we have to mention any other political candidates. So, go Nicola. Well done. That's great. Well. Uh, <laughs> uh, right we're almost out of time andrew
4: fierce beer what are they up to our friends at fierce they're opening a wee shop and doing tours at least for the rest of the year um, they tweeted about this the other day um, saying that uh, head to fiercebeer.com to book up they'll have on and off sales available all weekend every weekend until 2020 dawns Um so they'll be open 12 until 6 every day until january very nice i will i'm keen to visit and report
0: back it's just great to see that uh, fierce are continuing this growth uh, it's always good to keep an eye on them They've, they still work very closely with brew dog and i think anyone who comes up here for the agm or any other event generally ends up in fierce bar having a drink so great um yes new belgium brewing uh they are based in colorado
1: not belgium colorado. Mm. thank you andrew <laughs> <clears throat>
0: Uh, yeah as as i was saying colorado thank you andrew uh new belgium they are uh, they've sold out i'm afraid uh, they've gone to japan's Curran holdings which is better known as lion uh, and lion have taken lion the people who brought magic rock just recently i believe So, yeah, that's a bit of bad news if you're one of these people a bit like myself who does feel like these big corporate takeovers are never a good thing. Um, If you are in America, you'll definitely recognize uh, New Belgium from the Fat Tire Beer, which is quite popular over there. So, uh, big brewery, much bigger than Dogfish Head and people like that in the US. So, yeah, just thought I'd share that one really quickly. Uh, And, okay, Bruce, you've got this last one. Uh, I was really confused when I saw the word near beer, near, N-E-A-R, near beer. What, near beer, Not near bear, no. <laughs> near beer written on the side of um, alcohol-free-ish or low-alcohol cans of
3: beer. Can you tell us what that's all about? Okay, so, near beer. Now, near beer is a, is a term, or was a term, for malt beverages containing little or no alcohol... Use it less than zero point five percent ABV. Um, it was, they were kind of mass marketed during Prohibition in the states. Now, near beer could not be legally labelled as beer, but it was officially classified as a cereal beverage. Mm. Probably not something I'd pour over my cocoa pops. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, other than that, um, near beer is uh, the, the, what they did was uh, legally they used to add alcohol to near beer. And then it was then called spiked or needle beer. So, because what they used to do was take a needle and inject alcohol through the cork into the the, the basically alcohol free beer. So, yeah, that's near, near beer for you. Oh, very good.
0: Yeah. Oh, so I think we actually did it 15 minutes. We're actually in under time. This has got to be a record for this podcast. (laughs) Okay, uh, let's jump back into talking about BrewDog Airlines. It's time at very long last to get the Visa Queen, aka the wonderful BrewDog Abby, back on the podcast. Uh, You're going to hear from her here along with friend of the show, uh, Ben Moore, aka BrewDog Antarctica, as you better know him. And uh, when we get back, we're going to be doing the live draw for the bottle of the gunpowder treason from Overworks. Or for some reason, I've written down gunpowder with an <laughs> M, which definitely isn't that. Anyway, over to me and Abby. So after many, many months of begging me, she's finally worn me down enough I know what you're talking about. <laughs> to get on the... Not at all. I had to beg her. Uh, Abby, fantastic that you're here to talk to us about the whole flight and everything. Um... Last time I saw you, you were looking a bit stressed today. You're not looking stressed at all. How are you doing now?
2: Uh, I'm very well, yeah. Um, It's nice to have a little bit of downtime after what was an absolutely manic uh, three and a half months of preparing and work and stress and changing flight details to the very last second and all the things that could have possibly gone wrong, I think went wrong, but I think we handled it well and the best we could. Um, and I think we pulled it off really well in the end
0: Cool, now um, in terms of the logistics then, so it wasn't just obviously the flight and getting people to and from the airport there was a huge amount of other stuff as we've already heard going on um, yeah, how How do you even go about that, was Was other people coming up with ideas or was everything that was done, was it kind of your idea?
2: So when I took over from Cam he we had the plane, we had a rough idea of buses booked and we had hotels and that was pretty much it. We knew kind of what we wanted to do so obviously the tickets were already on sale so they'd advertised um, for the trip over here that they'd be going to distilleries but um, we hadn't actually contacted any distilleries at that point. I don't know if I should admit that but um, it was a massive logistical bit of work. for example, the distilleries couldn't take more than 70 people at a time, but I could only get buses that could take 55 people. So then I had to put on mini buses, and I had like two buses going each place at each time, the four locations rotating at the same time. We had so many WhatsApp groups with the staff, it was like, bus one has departed. And it was like, we had all the trackers on our WhatsApps to see where everyone's locations were to make sure the buses were going at the right time.
0: Um, yeah, so as far as the EFPs go over in America then, so you were involved in the coordination over there, or was that all done by USA team?
2: Um, so I was the sort of main organiser of um, of both trips, so based on what I do versus what other people did, so I coordinated all the, the passport details for people from all trips, I answered all the questions, although obviously some questions did get sent to various people on both sides of the pond. Um, had to do the flight manifesto to decide where everyone was sitting, coordinate, um, you know, oh I want to sit next to this person, all, all the seating requests, so trying to make sure everyone was happy and got what they wanted. Um, it was particularly difficult on this side of the trip because in America they had, um, everything's bigger in America, so they had one hotel, the renaissance, and then people had their days in the doghouse. Uh, and they were all sitting in one city. In Scotland, they started in Edinburgh across two hotels. and then had to get them on five buses to Aberdeen, to four different hotels. And then when we were on doing things like the distillery trips, it was across eight buses. So it was a lot to coordinate and making sure that all these people got to sit with the people that they wanted and all the trips. In America, I had the wonderful Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Um, <laughs> Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Um, wonderful Jenny, who helped so much um, coordinating where the buses would go in Indy, what was going to happen in Cincy, how that all worked. Um, she was a fantastic help, and she managed to just take a little bit off my plate to make things a bit easier for me. Um, but yeah, it was it, it, was a, it was a certainly a task having to coordinate 530 people across two continents, uh, across six hotels and many, many buses and writing bus lists and making changes over and over again until the very last minute sending out mail merges asking people to check their passport details and then finding out that if i hadn't sent that email about 40 people probably would have gone to call on the flight so
0: so speaking of which was there any like major disasters or did everything just pretty much work yeah. out there
2: things that happened um we did have one lovely american who unfortunately misplaced his passport um, which resulted on me getting more and more angry at the U.S. Embassy website not understanding how he can apply for a new one because it was taking me round and round in circles and it was six o'clock in the morning and I'd just woken up to this email and was desperately trying to work out how to help him. Um, it eventually ended in him managing to book an appointment at the U.S. Embassy in Edinburgh for, the choos- for Tuesday morning at nine o'clock and the flight was at three o'clock in the afternoon and my lovely colleague Lauren um, who gave the guy a lift picked him up picked him up at five o'clock in the morning from the park in Aberdeen and drove him to Edinburgh so he could make his appointment and get him on the flight so you can't see we don't do things for you guys. <laughs> um, aside from that no that was that was that was the biggest thing that happened and to be honest you know at least he lost it on a like early enough so that we could get him an appointment and get him an emergency passport. The best part of this story is the next day, after he reported his passport missing, the police found it. So, <laughs> but he'd already reported it as missing, so it was already foided, so he still had to go to the embassy and get an emergency one.
5: Uh,
2: but he was a great guy and he was so appreciative and um, at the end of the day, it was it was fine in the end. But
0: Abby, I know you've got Plenty to be getting on with this evening, and actually getting your social life back that you lost for many months due to this. How how was the overall feedback from everybody on the trip?
2: Um, you know what? It was. It was the feedback has been phenomenal. I'm so happy um, with the really nice um, words from everyone saying, like a lot of people highlighting specifically what a good job I've done, which is so nice to hear. Lots of people asking, please can we do it again? Please can we do it again? Um, I mean, you know what you know what James has said about it, but never say never in Brewdog. You you don't know what's going to happen, um, so yeah. And like, just a big thank you to well, people from both sides of the trips because even um, even though I wasn't in America, still in the feedback forums, all the all the British AFPS are still giving me nice uh, saying nice words to me. Uh, not only to me, but. Fiona Hunter, Lauren Cattle, Jenny Lane, Megan Weber, Cooper S.A., So many people that I need to thank, and that they've all thanked. Um, but just thank you to every person in Brewdog and all the FPs who helped make this happen and have said such nice things about it. Especially the FPs that brought me beer, because uh, yeah, that was that was a good uh, a good benefit, a good perk.
0: Well, on behalf of everyone who was involved with this, Abby, thank you so much. And before we go. I've just got one question for you. Is the AGM train happening? (laughs) Oh, our cat. I knew it. I knew you wouldn't say. (laughs) Uh, Ben, before we begin, you've been on the podcast a few times, but I think most people would know you now as the man who's created the Brewdog Antarctica t-shirts which everybody seems to be wearing. How has that been for you, watching... All these photos come in of people wearing those t-shirts.
7: It's it's absolutely surreal. Um, when I was on the flight, um, as well, um, there were about twenty people wearing t-shirts just on board the plane, and um, I, I just had it a real hard time, not like running up to them and going, "Oh hi, I, I made that t-shirt. Thank you for buying it." <laughs> and, um, um, it was. It's just surreal seeing like all the photos as well. Like I've had photos from like Japan, Korea, um, America. Um, um, I've even had word that someone's actually going to Antarctica wearing one. Wow, um, now so that it. would be cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Plenty of material for your Twitter account there. Anyway, but that's
0: not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk to you about the airlines. We've heard already on the show from the folks who came over uh, to the UK Um, But you were on the other leg of the trip going over to the US. Over to you, sir. How
7: was it? Um, It was absolutely incredible. Um, Full disclosure, I actually won my tickets through the Asda competition. Um, So I went on, entered the contest, and I got a phone call um, just saying, Oh, um, hi, I'm calling from BrewDog and I was thinking it was related to something I'd done on Twitter. that <laughs> thought I was in trouble. Um, and they went, oh no, do you remember you entered a competition to go to, um, go to America? And, <laughs> I just, and oh, this is amazing. I, I can't wait. Um, I ended up taking my mum with me cause she's not been to America. Um, and it was quite an experience for her cause, um, it's it's a part of America that you don't really get to see in like media. It's like middle America. It's kind of like where country meets city. Um, the people were so friendly um, everywhere we went. Um, you know, any BrewDog member of staff that we encountered were just over the top excited to see us. Yeah, um, you know, wanted to share everything about their city with us, and um, I, I don't think you can really get that experience anywhere else. Um, I mean, if you booked like even like a a holiday where you had like tours and such, um, you just wouldn't get that level of engagement and that level of local knowledge from like really passionate people. The tour around the brewery was incredible because we got to see parts of the brewery that you don't usually get to see and talk to people who don't usually come out for the tours. Um, we got to taste um, the beer that they had. Um, Brewed for the Blue Jackets, um, fresh out of the tank. Um, they literally just opened it up, poured it into oh. a jug, and just like started sharing it out amongst uh, the people who were going. Tasting incredible. It reminded me of Hazy Jane, uh, a bit lighter, but because it came straight out of the tank, it was like so fresh. You just couldn't believe how like oh, that's so cool. Full nice. on the um, like citrus flavors were. We went to Cincinnati. Um, a really. I got to visit Rheingeist, um, who had a barrel-aged penguin beer on, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> um, I asked them why it was called Penguin, and they said it was based off the um, Penguin Biscuit um, from the UK. So, And I didn't really get any chocolate from it, but, you know, because it was a, a stout, a porter, um, you just got all the uh, the full-on the Guinness taste that was barrel-aged, and it was quite nice. Um, it was like a lovely market there as well. So um, I just ate a lot that day. It was well, I ate a lot the whole trip. Are <laughs> well, you in everywhere. America? What else are you supposed to do exactly? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, and um, the quality of the food out there for the dog bars, I was I was kind of worried because when you look at the menus, you kind of expect it to be um, trying to be like the UK menu. Yeah, but they've they've got their own handle on it and it's quite amazing what they've transformed it into um i know they've got an executive chef out there who develops the menus for the bars and um even like the pizzas they've taken the pizza menu that you get in the uk and they've they've made it with like local alternatives but they've had to change a lot of like for example the pizza base wasn't very popular out there apparently um like sourdough pizzas aren't really a big thing so they've developed it into like a an American style base, and yeah. So just just seeing that um, aspect of things when I'm so used to like the UK offerings of food, it's quite eye opening. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually go on the um, the trip to Indianapolis, unfortunately, um, but I did end up staying at the um, the doghouse uh, for two nights. Oh, really? It was so good. Oh, um, it was like. I'm I'm a Hilton Diamond, um, where I travel a lot of work. I and I've never had that good of an experience, even in like some of the best Hiltons. Oh, wow. um, like the staff are great. The beer that they serve there is incredible. Like they talk about the mini bar, but even in the lobby, they've got the these two huge fridges full of like cans from all over the world. You had like um, stuff from uh, McKellar's, um U.S. breweries in there. You had um, Speedway Stout. You had um, Dogfish Head you had so many different like unique beers that you could just have access to while you were there um, and obviously having the shower beer there was quite yep. an experience as well um, yeah every aspect of the hotel was just like on another level um, you kind of um, cynically go into it thinking like oh it's just um, you know, a bed and breakfast that they put into a brewery but um, the team behind it have just, you know, outdone themselves. That's really,
0: fight. really encouraging to hear that the standards are still as high, you know, as, as yeah. they have been from the day one. By the sounds, of it.
7: yeah. I, I mean, it was one of their busiest periods. Obviously, with so many EFPs visiting, um, but they still maintained like a, a cheery attitude, and you know, everyone they spoke to, they really connected with. Um, the breakfast that they include there is phenomenal um as well which is you know when you hear it's like a continental you just kind of expect like pastries and such yeah. but you know they, they had hot options they um they kept it refreshed apparently um the head chef for the dog tap likes to use it as like his experimentation um so he has a few ideas um Everything's like freshly baked as well, so it's nothing's come in in a packet or frozen. It's quite incredible to see. Um, yeah, that's and, that's uh, not like the hotels here in the UK, is it? Jeez, absolutely not. Um, it is out of the way. I mean, it's a twenty dollar Uber ride into the city from there, but it's well worth going out of your way to see and spend the night there. Yeah, um, it's just. Obviously, as it was my mum's first time in America, I was kind of like shocked how um, receptive she was to everything. I mean... Is she into beer? Because of how fresh the beer was everywhere and how good a quality it was, she was quite into it. And um, she even surprised herself. Like we had like an impromptu beer tasting with some other EFPs um, at the hotel. Um, and we were just pulling cans from the fridge that, you know, none of us has ever tried. And she was really into that and um, oh that's cool yeah obviously she hadn't uh, she hasn't been to like a bottle share or anything so she hadn't experienced that but just seeing like s- such engaged people just going up to the fridge said, oh i've always wanted to try that i've wanted to try that um and sharing it around everyone she uh, she really enjoyed that i'm, I'm really happy I, I brought her along yeah she um she still goes on about it to this day to everyone she sees like oh i did this in america i did that in America. And, um it made me really happy to see that and um the uh the team out there jenny um obviously you had uh, abby on whatsapp coordinating everything um you had um we had lara out there the social media manager um when i met her she was like it's you <laughs> yeah.
1: um
7: yeah it was it was really awesome um michael was working quite hard out there as well but um yeah they uh they all did a fantastic job keeping quite a lot of uh, people with very high expectations uh, very happy.
0: Yeah, and then uh, obviously back to the UK, back to reality was the um, was the jet lag bad or was it
7: all right? It was pretty bad. Um, I I've travelled to the US a few times, but um, because we went through daylight savings out there, yeah. Um, when we got back, we um, we had to drive two hours back to Southampton and. Um, we had to make three or four stops along the way for coffee because it was just no it was it was a great experience and uh it is a shame it's going to be their last one but hopefully they look at other locations I mean they'd do a really good trade if they uh they went to Berlin the amount of scope that they have in working in these locations and you know the feet on the ground who can make everything fantastic it's it's far beyond anything I could have expected. yeah and obviously it was beer related as well so that made it even better (laughs) nice
0: um ben i'll let you go thank you very much for filling us all in on that and we will catch up with you very soon no problem speak to you soon and thank you again to both abby and to ben for taking the time to chat to us there uh right next up it is the gunpowder treason draw uh it's the one I spoke about in a little uh, extra episode I did, and we did a giveaway online, social media thing. I won't bore you with all the details. Uh, here we are. Drum roll, please, Joe. And there it is. Loidy. as a Twitter user called Loidy L-L-O-Y-D-Y. I am going to be in touch with you. And we will get your details, and we will get that bottle on its way to you. Congratulations to you, Yay. lady. Assuming you're a sir, congratulations, sir. Congrats. Awesome. Right, uh, Bruce. Oh, everybody's favourite, and I mean that
3: very insincerely. Part of the show. Let's have you joke. It's kind. Of, there's a kind of combination going on here because it, we're coming into end of November, start of December, and we know I've got I've got a couple of kids, so we've got to get the advent calendars. I believe. Their days are
2: numbered.
4: <sighs> also,
1: that just, one was really bad. So depressing. But, but just, just I run worse.
3: Into another one actually banging because banging your head off the
1: microphone <laughs>
3: then? <laughs> <laughs> <was gonna> <laughs> <laughs> See, their days are numbered. But you know what the difference is between Rob and a calendar? A calendar has dates.
0: Okay, that's it for this podcast. We'll be back in around two weeks' time. Uh, final mention for our Patreon campaign. Please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdognews for all the details on that cool video of Kev from Board of Digital help us put together. Uh, let's give everybody a chance to say where you can be found online. Let's start off with Bruce. Where can people find you? Yeah,
3: first man. East Cobbite. Hey. Um, online. Oh, online. Um, Twitter, Food.com. Joe, where can people find you if
1: they want you? I am Joe and love beer on the forum and a woman's brew on Instagram.
0: Awesome source, uh, Andrew. Yourself? I am Andrew on the Brewdog Equity for Punks forum. Come and chat there. Excellent, and I apologise for saying the phrase "awesome source." You can find me at mm. Sunscream on Twitter. I'm saying same sunscreen on the forums. And uh, pfft, that's it. Not even going to mention the other thing. That's it for this week. Send us a voicemail to our local rate number, one two two four five one eight five zero one. You can email the studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash BrewDog News Podcast, and our Twitter is at BrewDogNews. Andrew, as ever, is doing awesome work uh, over on our Instagram at BrewDogNewsPodcast.com. Joe, I need to get you a login for that as well, Woo! definitely be putting stuff I on there. Can I get a login? Uh, no, not you, Bruce. Absolutely not. Uh, show notes of past episodes always available on our website, at BrewDogNewsPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episode. Okay, have a great week, everybody. Bye! Bye-bye!
3: Bruce, say bye! No, not if I'm not getting an Instagram login, I'm not. Okay.